Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. My name is John Crawford. I am a part of our preaching team. Again, glad for you guys, not the worship team, musical worship team. Uh, and I get to proclaim some good news to us this morning. So with that, let's jump in. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, I do have some good news. But let me first remind you a few of the highlights of the very wonderfully uplifting passages we read this morning <laughs> that I get to pack the privilege of proclaiming good news from. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. For the ransom of our life is so great that we should never have enough to pay it. It is unhappy business that God has given us humans to be busy with. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you. And for all their days are full of pain, and their work is a vexation. Even at night their minds do not rest. This also is vanity. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Marissa and I joked as we first read these verses earlier this week and joked that maybe the sermon should just be me standing up here saying, life is meaningless, it's pretty tricky, good luck out there, <laughs> and then sitting down, <laughs> right? These verses are rough. Now, obviously I'm being extremely tongue-in-cheek, but there is a vibe to these verses that has this bent towards trying to point towards some of the hopelessness of some of life's biggest things. It's a lot of it has to do with greed and money, and we're going to touch on that in a bit. But they're also just full of lamenting in the Ecclesiastes passage, which is like what we start with and really sets the mood for everything that's coming. It talks of the frailty of life for those who give in to the wickedness of Psalm in the Psalm. In the New Testament, Jesus points how off base a squabble between brothers is. And in Colossians, there's talk of these earthly things that are to be gotten rid of. You know, simple, really clean, easy things like wrath, sexual immorality, greed, evil desire. Now, I want us to stay here for a minute to feel it, because I think we often begin to interpret these passages really quickly, trying to get past the discomfort of them, right? We quickly get confronted with questions of what does it mean to not store up treasure on earth? Is my 401k treasure? Are moths going to eat that somehow electronically? What does it mean to put aside anger? <laughs> what about this anger I feel towards this other person or thing that I think is actually justified? Or maybe you're like me, and you feel like some of daily life does have a bit of meaningless vanity. I feel this in this season. I feel terribly busy. I'm behind in something constantly. And all for what? What's it moving towards? So then I think we fall into a few ditches, and actually not a few, like really wide ditches on either side of like a really narrow road. And I want to take a minute to just to kind of explain these ditches and I think how we quickly go there when interpreting these passages. And to understand these, I think we first have to name the reality that especially in our Colossians passage, we're dealing right with the already and not yet of God's kingdom that is being talked about. This passage reminds us of our baptism that we have been buried with Christ and raised in the walk in new life. And this is a true reality. Yet, there is a hiddenness in Christ that will be revealed in the future, it says. It's not all happening now already. And as confusing as how this works and how we live in this tension of already, not yet, 
This is where I think the ditches begin to come from because it's hard and we want to answer it. We want to solve it. From often well-intentioned desires to live faithfully, we choose to try and hold on to a bit more of the already or a bit more of the not yet, and we miss a fullness of what Christ has going on in work in us right now. So, anybody having fun yet? The ditches. I think the first ditch that many of us grew up in or find ourselves going quickly to is to look to the future of the treasures in heaven or the not yet of Colossians, the above that we are to set our mind on to. Since all of this is so hard, let us merely grit our teeth hard enough and long enough to make it, or since none of this really matters much anyways, then we can live in the vanity in whatever way it seems fit. Wow. Excuse me for my voice crack. Yes, I'm 32. Wow. (laughs) While the not yet is true, We do look forward to the renewing of all things, right? This is how we finish the creed. We look forward to the renewing of all things, the redemption, life to come. Yet, we go so far in this ditch and that we let the now waste away. It does not take seriously what is happening here or the consequence of it. This can look like not engaging justice because the poor will always be with us, not worrying about climate change because those golden streets are calling our names, not doing the redemptive work of healing and forgiveness now in whatever capacity, because redemption will come some other time in the future. Or we can go towards the other ditch. Think we go to this other side, a moralism of the already. We look at the vices of Colossians, greed, anger, sexual immorality, again, all super fun topics. And we begin to build a morality about just doing them the right way, because now is here and it's time to get it right. This creates a moral code that seems simple because our camp agrees with it. But then it ends up creating a pressure towards living it correctly. Belonging begins to be defined by our moral understanding and correctness. Guilt and shame, the tools from which our communities stay in line. This looks like baptizing, uses of money, whether accumulation, spending, or in the lack of, without asking of their consequences. Looks like building sexual moralities that are extremely limited and limiting, not considering the entirety of the human heart, soul, and body. Looks like justifying hatred and abusive speech in the name of whatever one perceives as justice now. Do you recognize yourself in one or both of these ditches? When it comes to processing the hardship of our lives, the life's biggest questions, our sexuality, greed, our anger, do you see yourself going into one of these places? And I'm not asking this to say, you're in the wrong place, get out of it, right? But do we feel the weight of these things? Do we feel the weight that these ditches put on us? Do you find yourself screaming, vanity? It's all vanity when you consider how to try to live in them. So how about some good news? Does that sound good? I want to proclaim some good news and propose to us some ways I think we can engage our good news today to find a path between these ditches together. Ways that I think the writer of Colossians is giving this church receiving this letter as they sought to live somewhere in this path in similar ditches. Believing the good news, friends, that the ongoing, active, redeeming work of Christ is happening in you even now. It has renewed you. It is renewing you and it will keep on and on renewing you.
you are not alone in this. See the reality of this work around you and open yourself to it. You are not alone in this work, friends. You are not alone in these feelings of these ditches and the hardships of discerning these things. First and foremost, you're not alone because you are, as Colossians passage proclaims to us, raised with Christ. Our having been raised with Christ is a present reality. The writer here in Colossians reminds us of this, saying that you have clothed yourself with a new self, which is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of its creator, according to the image of Christ. As I was thinking about this, this image struck me as the decently similar feeling you get when you get like some really nice, crisp, clean, cool new clothes, right? I know it seems silly, vanity. It's all vanity, guys. I got some new pants for the first time in like over three years recently. Uh, I'm wearing them now. Uh, And for me, there's something about a mood change that happens when you put on something new. When you put on this fresh, clean thing, it gives me a different mindset. This is the part of the image of putting on a new self that this passage is talking about, that Christ has given us. There's a new self to be put on. It's based in the image of the creator of all things, right? We're invited to feel this newness. You are not in rags needing to scrub away the dirt of yourself to get clean, to solve something in either of these ditches, but you have been made new in Christ and you have your shiny new Christ pants on. (laughs) This is the reality of who you are today. Yet, this is also constantly happening. As our Colossians passage says, says you have clothed yourself with a new self, which is being renewed. It's active. It's an active action happening here. It's active and constant renewing of you, of me, and us as a community. Because the context of this passage is that of a community. This writer is assuming that they are working this out together. A parade of people working it out, wearing their new Christ pants discerning what it means to be actively renewed together in the middle of these things. So this is the truth and the reality that we're living in. This is the good news. But what does it look like to live this out in a community, again, of freshly dressed folks, our new selves in Christ? I think we do this by telling the truth and owning our wants together. This is where some of this gets really hard. Because I think in both of these ditches, we don't actually deal with the wants. We don't actually deal with what's going on. And so then when we actually try to do it, that's where it's hard. So let me name one that's really hard for me to name, and we'll work it out a little bit. I want to make more money. This is how saying that, feeling that, noticing that has played out for me in the past. In the ditch of only the future is all of the goodness true, I begin to feel guilt and shame for wanting earthly treasures. I say it doesn't matter, so I just wash away the pains and the shortcomings I feel. I go right past them because one day it'll all work out. It'll be okay. And then I actually also want the same for others. You can't want money. What are you doing? Right? This is this ditch. Just hold on to hope. It'll all be better someday. Or I can swing to the other side and all the moralisms that exist there. It's purely greed to want more. I have enough already. Aren't you aware of the others that don't have, even in your own life and community? 
just need to be grateful for what you do have. Or I can even baptize more money. Wouldn't it be good? Think about all the good I would do. I just need to get more money and just do cool stuff, right? Good stuff, not cool stuff. I want to do cool stuff too, but all again, like even that's wrong to say, right? Like I want to, it's weird. Money does these weird things and we quickly want to solve it. Give it a moralism. Give it, it'll just work out someday. It'll be okay. These narratives spin up really quickly in our own heads, and I'm sure even some of them come across your own mind for yourself, or some of you thinking probably, fairly, this guy is saying he wants more money? This like white middle-class dude in church, can you say that, right? Like these narratives spin up really quickly for us. Yet, and some of those things that I said in either ditch aren't inherently bad, right? There's truths in them, there's realities in them. But I think the problem is, is that we go to them so quickly and thus we find ourselves in bondage to them. We find ourselves in bondage to these narratives where I feel like I can't name my desire, I can't name my want and hold it out. But when we learn to name our wants together as a community, we actually bring them into the light to be dealt with. We are not baptizing our every want saying that it, what, just to want it makes it okay, we're also we're just actually dealing with them. We can be in a community who is participating together in the active renewal of Christ together and hold it, ask, hold it out and ask, what of this? We can do this for even our biggest wants and noticings. What of my, my noticings of sexual desires? What of my noticings of anger, wrath, I can know that I'm being actively renewed and that this renewing will continue on. And so then I can hold these things out to others, no longer needing the soothings of either ditch, to cast out to a future redemption only or to have the proper moralism to just placate them for now. I can hold them here. Friends, I wonder what it is that you're noticing from these things this morning that you could name and hold out and trust and lean into the act of renewing. Maybe you're like me, asking big questions of money and mammon and what is it good? What do you do with an anger that you feel towards certain, certain circumstances in your life and in our world? Maybe something in yours or all of human sexuality is feeling burdensome and it feels hard when the entire world seems to have some clear idea already but you're stuck trying not to fall into a ditch. What about your life and its day-to-day's reality? We're going to head into a prayer response and you'll have a chance to name these things out loud in our community. But I also wonder, because, you know, some of you might want to not name some of these things out loud. (laughs) What would it look like to name these, to name a struggle, a desire, a want this week with someone in our community? To name it simply as a kairos to name it within the community of other folks who are standing here in these renewed Christ pants, holding it in front together, holding it out, because you remember the good news, that beloved, the ongoing, active, redeeming work of Christ is happening in you even now. It has renewed you, it is renewing you, and it will keep on and on renewing you. You are not alone in this. See the reality of this renewing work all around you and open yourself to it.
In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit.